just to launch this conversation. This is our playground. They have spontaneous conversations. They don't plan this. I mean, there's actually something sort of spiritual about that. What's he do? He's a human being. <laughs> yeah, I'm a sexist feminist. We should be friends. <laughs> And good evening, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, people from around the globe. I feel like I need a new rap because I, I tend to say the same thing every week. Hello, world. Hello Welcome world. to the show. <laughs> Hello, Robbie. And good evening, Sam. So nice to be back in the studio. How are you doing? It is so good to have you here. I was excited that you were actually going to be in the studio tonight because we've been having you do remote shows. And it's so different when you're in the studio. It's great when you can do a show on the road. And it's wonderful to have you in the studio. So good to see you thank here. Thank you. It's thank you, and it's good to be here. It really does. I just said that to you guys. I said I, it's just so nice to be in this space with you. It just makes such a difference. Right. And often, as I was last week, and in, number one, when I'm traveling for work, first of all, it's nice to be working. So that's number one. Right. So I'll take it where I can get it. Number two. It's really nice to be able, just given, you know, the advent of technology, to be able to do it to, you know, with reasonable quality um, from a distance. And yet I'm often hunched down in some corner of some, you know, modest hotel room somewhere or sitting in a rental car right. just to accommodate, you know, this hour and try to find a place that's quiet. And it's just a different energy. I can't look at you. And, you know, it's just it's just different. Yeah. I feel like I even listened back to our show last week and even my cadence and my energy, I felt like I sounded like I was drunk. I, uh. I didn't tell you that. But the way I was talking, maybe to compensate for us not being able to look at each other. Right. I was kind of like that. So the next question is, how drunk were you? <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was not anywhere close to it. Yeah. Um, but, oh, and so Sam, thank you. Just because he knows I, I love this and I haven't been able to do it for a while. So right now, our listeners, we'd like to thank and welcome from Germany, the UK, Italy, Korea, Japan, Woodbridge, New Jersey, Tampa, Florida. Those might be my new friends from Tarpon Springs in Tampa. Yo, Tampa, what's and up? And if you are, and even if you're not, thank you for your support. And those are some special people that I just worked with for the last few days. Yeah. So special shout out to them. New York and Hicksville, Long Island. Of course, so. we need Hicksville represented. <laughs> so we're covering, we're covering the gamut. Very good. Everybody, welcome to the show. Coming to you live from the talkradio.myc studios. Check out our new website. It's awesome it's really great it we really just, is we just relaunched with it it looks fantastic yes yeah, so just for everybody to know you are listening to talkradio.nyc the new and improved that's right better than ever that's right so how you doing callie i'm good what's I'm, up callie Alpert? i was just thinking i'm like well i'm so glad that there's no global warming so that i can just appreciate the fact that it's 70 to, almost 70 degrees in new york city naturally right <laughs> right it's, we grew up with this like in the middle of february yeah, it's 70 i know it, it is a mixed blessing though because i always feel um strange and like nature's not doing what it's meant to do when it's unusually warm in february yeah and that said i am relishing it with the best of them so yeah mixed feelings you know yeah and i also think mother nature is really smart and brilliant yeah, and so true. even if the human beings don't catch up to what's going <laughs> on earth i think she's kind of like making changes and trying to just get back to what a normal routine is for the earth that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, you're right. She's way smarter than us. And perhaps even, this, you know, what I just re refer to global warming, some people would say it's just the natural cycles that just sort of come for, for real. I'm not being, I'm not being sarcastic. <laughs> I, I thought now. you were going to say like, it's the natural <laughs> punishment for our sins. Oh. <laughs> perhaps there's that. Well, some might say that's what's going on in the, well, you know, you, the, the yeah, you never know with some of the opinions going on yeah, around the right. country, you know? Yeah. There's, um, I had a joke going on with a friend of mine who is dealing with the major, um, mudslides and floods and downpours, which are not funny in California. So we hope everybody's safe, but mm. you know, we, we took it to another political level as to where certain people would like to see some of those storms happen, but I digress. Right. So speaking of our nice topic for tonight. Yes. Do you want to introduce it? Yes, tonight we're going to talk about giving back. And the way that I came up with this topic was that I had something really cool happen as far as me giving some charity and then all of a sudden I needed something back. And it happened in the New York City subway system where sometimes... All the magic happens down there. You never know what's going to happen <laughs> there. And uh, sometimes there's charity going on. Um, 
But basically, right around the the holidays in December, um, there was a guy standing by the turnstile, and he was asking people to swipe them in, which means we have a Metro card in New York City. It has a, a certain amount of money that you can use to get in, in and out of the subway system to you know, take rides in the subway. And this guy needed someone to swipe him in with the card because he didn't have money to get a subway, subway ride. Mm-hmm. And so I looked, I was coming out of the subway and it was right around Christmas and, um, he had a cane and he was an older guy and I just thought, you know what? And I had a card on me and it had some money left and I just gave him the card. And I usually don't tell people when I do stuff like this, but for, you know, the, the purpose of tonight's show, I just wanted to mention this. So I gave him the card said, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. And, you know, he's very grateful and he was able to get into the subway. So fast forward to, I think it was a couple weeks ago and I had an audition way downtown. I live in upper Manhattan, upper West Side. I had to go all the way down by the Wall Street area to a casting there Mm -hmm. and to an audition. And I took my Metro card and I forgot my money at home. And I forgot my wallet, my debit card, everything. All I had on me was a Metro card. And this was a morning audition and I had to get to the radio station for a meeting we had later that day. Mm -hmm. So after I swipe myself in, I realized that I don't have enough money on this Metro card to get me back all the way uptown. And to walk 70 blocks, it's going to take me too long. I'm going to miss the meeting that we had at the station. And... So I started to think, like, well, who could I call in the Wall Street area? And I don't really have a lot of buddies that work in the Wall Street area. And I couldn't even think of anybody at that time. And this is as I'm heading to the audition. I'm like, what am I going to do? And, um, you know, after I stopped beating myself up that I left everything at home, I was like, you know what? (laughs) That's other shows that we've done. Right, right. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to roll with this. And I'm going to trust the universe that someone is going to be charitable and help me out. And it's going to be an adventure. I looked at it like this adventure. So went to the audition. Because I'm here in the Saharan desert and there's no human beings that could possibly be counted on. Right. Oh, wait a second. I'm around lots of people in New York City. Right. But you, but, but <laughs> I know it's no, but then, no, but then my ego is like, all right, yeah. but you're going to have to look like a homeless guy yeah. and ask these people for help. And I was like, you know, fuck it. Let's try this. I've never done that. It's going to be an experience I can tell people about. And also, I'm going to be able to experience how people feel if they feel humiliated or embarrassed that they have to ask for help Mm -hmm, like that. mm -hmm. So I'm very fortunate. Most of the times in my life, I've had a lot of help. And at this time, I needed help. So went to the audition, kicked ass. No, no, I went to the audition. And... um, I get back into the station and I go down I'm like, all right, here I go. I'm going to start asking strangers for help, for money, you know, for a swipe. And so. Did you start singing? No. What was your talent? Just me being me. <laughs> just going up to them and saying. Eunice. Dude, yeah, dude, I need to get uptown. Can you swipe me in? I have. I need a bus ticket back to see my mama in Kentucky. Right, right. So fortunately, I wasn't going to Kentucky. I was just going to the Upper West Side. So I stood by the turnstile and I remember this tall kid wearing earphones, you know, young business guy was walking in and I tried to start to tell him, dude, I left my wallet at home. I just need to. And before I could get most of that out, he was like, no, sorry. And just totally like swiped himself in and went. And I was like, and this is how most people get Mm -hmm. treated when they're homeless or Mm -hmm. they're asking for help. Actually, now that I'm talking about it, it was a great experience to be able to experience to be on this. the other side. Yeah. And so you could practice for joining um, Bonte or our, our guest as a, a monk. That's right. And just living on alms from other people. That's right. In fact, I, I think I'm going to do this once a week just to remember <laughs> what it's like. Yeah. It's a spiritual experience, actually, to know how to receive. It, it, let me tell you something. A need. This was really interesting because I got to see how human beings react. And so I'm like, you know, the first kid probably thought I was a drug addict trying to get a swiping or whatever, whatever he thought, whatever his judgment was of me. Then I asked some woman and she was like, no, I'm sorry. She was at least polite, heard me out. And and then I was like looking for other strangers. Like, you know, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to have to wait here and see who else comes down. And there's this kid on the other side of the turnstile and I'm going to mention that he's a black kid only because with all the racial tension going on in the world, God bless this kid. He didn't care if I was white or black or whatever. He saw that I needed some help and he 
made the motion, you know, I'm on radio, so you can't see it, but he made the motion like, do you need a swipe? And I went, yeah. And he swiped me right in. Mm. The train came and th- at that moment and I was like, dude, thank you so much. And I really wanted to thank him more, but he had to scoot on the train and went. And the dude was like, you know, just an awesome guy to swipe me in. And, you know, it was one of those things that restores my faith in humanity sometimes when I go through something like that, Mm -hmm. where I really needed some help. I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I was trusting the fact that, you know, I'd given to somebody, maybe they'll come back around to me. And it did. And it was just, it was such a great experience that day. And I remember thinking to myself, like, this is a great train ride uptown just because of the whole experience. So wherever you are, dude, God bless you. Thank you. We know he's listening. (laughs) (laughs) He is definitely listening to our show right now. He's like, I was wondering who that guy was. (laughs) He's like, I thought he looked familiar. Oh, wait a second. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no, dude, thanks for the swipe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that, well, that brings up so many different things. I mean, number one, you got a little instant karma going there, maybe in that moment. Number two, right, just the idea of humanity. But, you know, even though we're intending for the show to be about what it means to, to give, whether it's, you know, via charity or donating or volunteering or whatever, which we will get to, Mm. it does sound more like your lesson here was how to be in the position of needing and receiving and taking and asking. Well, that was part of it, but it was also me being on the other end of charity. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, yeah, it definitely was. It was a whole new experience. Yeah, it's kind of a beautiful thing. It sort of reminds me, I referenced this, I think, once um, on a show a while back that, uh, um, well, actually, in bon- when when you know monks, when 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 monks are in there, is it training or whatever the whatever monk school <laughs> monk school? Forgive me, monks or Buddhists that are listening. Monk them, college, lack of monk college, right? Monk university online. When they're com. in their dorms out in the woods, <laughs> um, their tent dorms, but, you know. But you have to learn to kind of live that way, live on the kindness of strangers. And Paulo Coelho, in one of his books that I love, um, and I can't remember which one it is right now, but he talks about a chapter like that were based on his own sort of evolution and having to um, go on this spiritual journey. One of the things that his teacher of the time taught him is how to go out into the streets and ask for whatever it was, their food or sustenance for the day. I can't remember exactly. And just what is that dynamic that makes it so hard for us to receive and to take when a lot of us have a much easier time giving? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, So... Do you want to talk about any, should we start with the the giving portion? Well, yeah. I mean, as far as, you know, I was thinking about one of the themes of the show for me is that St. Francis prayer. I don't know if you've ever heard it, but it's where he was asking, excuse me, he was asking God to make him a channel. And there's part. I love that actually. It's beautiful. Yeah. Part of the prayer where he says it's in self forgetting that one finds. And so I find that part of charity or volunteering or giving like that, it's forgetting ourselves and we get so much more in return. And I think that's something that I try and practice in my own life. You know, I'm always trying to make a difference. I think it's one of the reasons why I'm here. And the more I focus on other people, whether it's giving money in charity or doing charitable things or volunteering or anything like that, I find that I get so much more of it because I forget about myself and I feel a part of the world and the human race. Are you saying it's the reason that you're here in the station doing the show or on the planet? No, it's why I'm on the planet. Okay. I'm in the station doing the show because I fucking love this. <laughs> I'm just trying to clarify. <laughs> so, with that, we're going to head to break. We'll be right back. And welcome back to talkradio.nyc, the Robin Callie show. We are talking about giving back. And also about what it means to be in a position of receiving based on um, the story that Rob opened the show with. If you'd like to join us, um, share any stories of giving, taking charitable acts that you um, were able to enjoy on either side of the um, either side of the, the seesaw, um, please call us at 877-480-4120. We'd love to hear from you. So I told you that I was having um, a little bit of trouble when you first introduced this topic to me because I didn't know where I resonated with it and what does it mean to give and are we talking about volunteering versus charity versus donating. And then 
all in all, is it the most self-aggrandizing thing we can possibly talk about is how damn giving we are, you know? Right. It's, a tr- it's a tricky thing to talk about. But then, um, just even on the ride in tonight, I was really trying to go back to where I first learned what giving was and or what volunteering was or just doing anything out of truly out of your heart, you know? And beyond just growing up with extremely thoughtful, generous, giving parents, um, one of the things that I did when I was a kid as a school kid that they encouraged us to do, uh, which at the time was so special and important, was to, um, they gave us different opportunities to go and volunteer our time. And I'm, I was in grade school. And there was this little girl who had cystic fibrosis. And so she needed a very specific kind of treatment back. At, I don't know. I'm not an expert in in that disease. And nowadays, I'm sure there's more, there's more advances. But um, a lot of it had to do with being able to, um, it was like hand therapy and kind of patting her firmly on the back to loosen up whatever was, you know, inside of her to keep her lungs clear and to keep her breathing um, healthily. And we little kids would go over to this little girl's house, a few of us, and do this therapy on her every afternoon, obviously with the guidance of a professional. Mm. And it was probably the first time that I had even, no, that's not true. It wasn't the first time, but one of the few first times that I had access to a very young, sick little um, peer. And it really made an impression on me. And from there, what I started to do was to um, throw those Ronald McDonald fundraisers in my backyard. Do you remember those? They were like these little kits that you could get, I think, at McDonald's. They were little books, and they had ideas for different... Um, you know, activities you could do for the neighborhood kids, and it was all in an effort to raise money. And so I would do those, and I was right. really, really into it when I was a kid. Uh-huh. You know, and it went on from there. But I guess that's how your McDonald's career started. That's how you became manager within like four <laughs> years, didn't you? <laughs> you're still getting no, like got- <laughs> you're getting like residuals from that. Didn't, I know. didn't you get on the four hundred one k, and then you get like a free fries every week? Yeah, and thankfully I get you know free Big Macs for breakfast now and. Boy, do we know how much I love those. <laughs> um, so, but yes, back in the day, I was a huge McDonald's girl and mm. uh, and quite the, yes, quite quite the testimonial for the love of McDonald's food. Not yeah. so much now. No disrespect, fast food people. Um, but it was a really nice way to sort of learn those lessons early on. And it was fun because it was, you know, I knew I was doing something good. There was certainly nothing too righteous. There was no skin off my back. I just learned that. Um, it was fun to create events that people enjoyed and then at the end somebody was going to benefit from it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it reminds me of when we were little kids at Halloween and they would give us boxes for UNICEF. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. And so we would go to people's houses and we'd get candy and then we'd ask them to donate to UNICEF and even a penny. We were asking for pennies back then and uh, maybe they still do that. And it was the first time I think that I really understood what a charity was and that we were helping kids around the world. I think that's how our teachers explained it to us. And I still sometimes, you know, think about UNICEF or try and donate or something like that to help people around the world. But that was, that was a great thing. Um, I remember I was talking to my dad before he passed and I was talking to him about something and he said to me, Rob, if you were a millionaire, you'd be traveling around the world helping people. And at that time in my in my office, I had a an inspiration wall behind my desk. There was a wall, and I would put inspirational quotes that people said to me or pictures I found that inspired me. And I remember I had that quote there for a long time, and it's something I still aspire to, that when I do get a lot of money where I can be philanthropic, I do want to see how I can make a difference. I remember Jim Carrey tells a story about charity where he, like, leaves $100 bills or $20 bills in hidden places for people to find. Mm. Oh, that's precious. I haven't heard that story. Yeah, and I want to do stuff like that. You know, sometimes I'm on the train. Like, I was on the train the other day, and I was looking at an older woman, and she just looked like she needed some money, you know? I just kind of felt it or something, and, um, you know, maybe she's on Social Security. She's in her 80s. You know, she doesn't have a lot of extra cash, and I just felt like if I had an extra 100 bucks, I would just give it to her, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but I think that that is, you know, one form of charity, um, as far as, you know, giving like that. The other thing I was thinking about was when I got into car sales in Tampa, Yeah, I was working shout at, out, shout Florida, out to Tampa, y'all. Florida. I was working at Ernie Hare Ford 
and I was working on the new car side and I hadn't made it over to used cars yet. I wasn't cool enough or good enough in sales to make it to the used car side. Eventually I did. Wait, so what do you start with? What's the beginning rung of that ladder? It's mainly new cars. You know, all the, the new guys and girls, they start in, in new cars. Oh, and the used and cars they, because they're harder? Used they cars, the... there's more profit margin. Right. There's more okay. profit to be made. Uh-huh. It takes more skill. Okay. And the customers are tougher. New car customers, they want a brand okay. new car that's shiny with a warranty. Everything's right. great. Yeah. Used cars, you know, sometimes yeah, it's a little grittier. Yeah, and it's suit. like you know, you have to sort of persuade people or figure out ways to, you know, offer the the bonuses about the car, the pluses about the car. Um, but actually, no, I take it back. I was at Abraham Chevrolet. This was before Ernie Air Ford, where I made it to these car lot. Anyway, there's my car history story. So they owe us a big fat check right now. Go right. Ahead. So I was at Am- Abraham Chevrolet. Shout out to Tommy Maloof, owner of Abraham Chevrolet, who gave me an advance once when I needed it. (laughs) I was new in sales. I needed 500 bucks to pay rent, and he cut a check for me right then and there. Thank thank God for Tommy Maloof. I'll never forget you. Anyway, so there's this guy on the used car side, Joff Lenori. I'll never forget him. And he was this really cool dude, been in used cars for a while, and I think he had just gotten married, and he was this tall, thin guy, and he was just Mr. Cool. And he knew I was new in car sales and he came up to me one day and he said, um, I outgrew a lot of clothing that I used to wear in the car lot. I don't need it anymore. Do you want it? I'm like, yeah, I had like one outfit or two. I had two pairs of pants and maybe like two shirts or four shirts and that was it. And in car sales, you're there all the time. And so he took me to his car after work and he opened up his trunk and there was just so much clothing there for me. And I wore those clothes for years. Mm -hmm. And I always remember Joff because of that. And I also try and give back in that way. If I'm not being charitable with money, I try and be charitable passing on clothes or things that I don't need anymore. Well, there's so many ways to do it. I want to go back to what you said because I've also, I've always entertained the fantasy of um, wanting to, you know, have such like oodles and oodles of money so that all I can do is just use my resourceful brain to help other people. And then I realized in all due respect to what you said that number one, that's not necessary. And number two, and I'm not saying this applies to you, but it can be an excuse for not doing it. I understand where you're coming from. Cause like I said, I kind of harbor the same fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, so many different stories are coming to mind, you know, when, um, I have a, an old travel friend. She's um, also, it's funny, Florida's on the, on uh, on our brain tonight, but she actually lives in Florida now. And I met her um, traveling. And what she, and she had told me so many stories about people that would travel that were bohemian kids. It's not like any of them had major resources. Some of them did. Um, but what she started to do is if she recognized that she met somebody in a developing country who needed something for their family that for her would be, you know, three weeks worth of dinners out, she would facilitate getting that money to them. So she and I started um, this sort of little project where we would do the same thing. We would recognize people that we met in all of our travels because you're always meeting people on the road that are way less fortunate in one way or another. And what we would do is come back to New York, um, to our respective homes, and then ask our friends for donations, tell them a story of whomever it was that we had met, and we would raise, even if it was everybody putting in two bucks or five bucks, and we would send a check back to whomever it was. And, you know, again, it could have been, it didn't matter what the amount was, it was really the energy behind it as a way to propel other people's stories forward, you right. know? So, um, Again, that's not to critique, like to criticize that there's bigger and smaller ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I think sometimes it's hard to feel like you can give when your own cup maybe isn't as full on certain days or in right. a chapter of your life. Right. Um, but I do think that, again, it comes from more of an energy than it does actual um, the, the way in which the actions sort of show themselves. Right. So like you were saying earlier, you can just make a priority out of being giving person. I mean, getting back to what you just said about repurposing and you enjoying that and also you doing the same thing. I mean, that was a big lesson I learned when I was younger. And while I might not be the biggest volunteer, which is why I was feeling insecure about the show when you first mentioned it, because I'm not someone who's volunteered week after week at a certain local, whatever, but my version of giving just comes in different ways. So it could come in ways of, um, in the version of repurposing my clothes and making sure I give them to my porter who happens to be from Cuba, who sends them back to his relatives there or gives them to immigrants that first land in our town when they don't have any resources, Mm -hmm. you know, or food that I don't eat literally will spend a half 
half hour walking around to the right street corner so that I can find somebody to give it to, Mm -hmm. you know, and again, it's funny to even talk about all this stuff. It feels a little funny, but the point is, I think if you have the desire, there Mm -hmm. are so many ways that you can be giving to people Mm -hmm. and we have, you know, plenty of other um, suggestions for ways to do that too. Yeah. And I just want to say, you know, I don't think we're we're going in the air tonight to talk about and bragging how we give back. We're reminding people. I am a little bit. Well, all right. Because, you know, not not at all. Sometimes you're insecure and you need that (laughs) ego stroke like that. But anyway, no, but it's like, I think, you know, if anything, we're reminding people here are a lot of different ways you can give back. And getting back to what you said about money, you know, it's not like I don't give any money at all. It's just like I have dreams and, and, aspirations of giving a lot of money or making a big difference, you know, or a bigger difference. You know, I, I still, one of the organizations that I give money to is water.org that Matt Damon started. Mm -hmm. And it's to get fresh water, Mm -hmm. fresh running water for people around the world that don't have it to where they can't go to, they can go to the bathroom and they can use this water to drink and just survive and live. And I, you know, like I remember, um, I had this thing with an old friend of mine, but whenever we quenched our thirst, you know, it was like just hitting a sip, you know, it was like, oh, you know, I quenched my thirst. And it's um, it's one of the pleasures in life is to quench our thirst. And sometimes when I, I do that, I think about people around the world that don't have water to drink. And so that's one of the things that I feel passionate about or that I believe in. But and, and you don't have to give a lot of money. You know, sometimes it is about seeing a homeless person in the subway and giving them a dollar. You know, it, like who knows what that dollar will do or, or or how you'll help that person just with a little bit of kindness. You know, we're kind of bringing in a lot of different themes to other shows that we have right. as far as this. But the, the main thing is to just give back and whatever way you decide to do it. That's great. Yeah, I think. And um, well, we'll get when we're going to take a break now. But when we get back, I want to talk about other forms of giving and all the different ways that that one can uh, can come up with ideas to do so. So we will be right back. Welcome back to the Robin Callie show tonight. We're talking about giving back and giving back. You can do it in so many different ways. You know, if you don't have any money to give or you don't want to get involved in an organization or a charity or volunteering or anything like that, you can just say a prayer for somebody who passes you on the yeah. street or like throw them some good vibes. You totally. know, prayers like to, you know, woo woo for you. Just like I just as someone walks past you, just wish them well on the inside. You know, like that's giving back to right. the world. It doesn't have to be that complicated. Yeah. You can look them in the eye and say hello and acknowledge them as a human being. That's all anybody really wants anyway. That's, that's all, giving. That's all I ever want. That's all any of us ever really want. Jeez. You know? Yeah. Were you going to say something else? Or? No. Um, so during the break, Sam brought up something that was on my, my, my list of things to, to, um, to talk about tonight. And that's when, you know, when you feel like um, either you're getting barraged by homeless people in the street. Um, or by a lot of mail that solicits contributions. And it's a tricky balance to strike. I still don't know where I stand with this. For me, sometimes it's just the day or the mood that I'm in, you know, times where I feel more giving or where I feel like I should be or I haven't in a while, you know. But often, I mean, I've had plenty of situations where I've bought, um, offered, uh, been asked money of on the street, and then I'll, I say to them, no, I'm not going to give you money, but I'm happy to buy you something to eat. And right. then I'm like taking orders and running around blocks trying to facilitate a really esoteric, like very specific order. I'm thinking like, what am I doing? Okay, right. this person's a human being. They, they're they allowed to have taste and discernment too. But at the same time, it's taking up an hour of me running around and then they're going to be gone because ultimately they really wanted my cash anyway. Right. You know, or you write a check to whatever um uh, charity. Comes I thought in you were going to say you write a check to a homeless person. I'm like, <laughs> Callie, we have to talk after the show. <laughs> and then, they write, then they go to There's 7 There's something called street it. smarts, okay? Um, no, I have and not. And you written. practice it on the street. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not written a check to a homeless person uh, lately. Um, Callie, this is Theo. You gave me a check the other day. Your number was on the yeah, check. Exactly. I'm Want just to go calling out? to say thank you. And do you have anything else? Right. Yeah. Or can I come over and, and move in? Callie, I'm downstairs in your lobby. My name's Theo. I met you the other day. <laughs> um, interesting choice of names. Um, but also, you know, when you get things in the mail, because the more you give to a particular organization, the more mail you get. You right. know, I mean, 
So anyway, there are so many different ways. I do. I again, I think it's all about the intention, and I think it really doesn't matter whether you're. You know, I was always taught when we were kids. I watched my mother give away so much to either people that at one point, you know, either worked with her or for us in whatever capacity, giving away clothing, giving away toys, repurposing things. I've told the story of even um, the wedding that I. It wasn't a wedding. It was my sister and I were out just having a night out on the town, and we happened to meet someone who took a shine to my sister and he ended up to be this very like this billionaire oil magnate from Kuwait or something and he invited us back to his hotel a very fancy hotel here in New York City where next to the room where we were having drinks had been a wedding with hundreds of thousands of dollars of roses that remained and so you know after the wedding was over and everyone was gone the idea of these roses still alive and going to waste bothered us Mm -hmm. and so we started to collect them and hand them out on the street to people whether it was and then we started that ritual you know we started that um we started doing that with our family members and just you know randomly doing on the street just handing out flowers um and again it's interesting to see some people won't take them because they think there's something attached to it other people you're changing their whole day and for us it cost us nothing it was the time and energy and and it brought us probably more joy than it brought the people that were receiving them. Yeah. So this yeah. comes in all different f- shapes and colors. Yeah. You ever seen that video? I think it was a guy in Canada who stood in the middle of a crowd with a sign that said free hugs. Oh yeah. There's been a few now there's been a trend. Yes. Yeah. So I think I'm guessing this was one of the first guys to do it though. And in the beginning, like no one's stopping. And then all of a sudden a girl just walks yep. past and she just stops. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I need a hug. Yeah. And then all I've of a, sudden, a few of them before. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I've never really seen them, but I think that's a great idea. I think a lot of people need a hug. I know it's you true. Know? Especially in the city. It's, it, it's true. We were just saying actually in this gig that I was just at um, in Florida that, you know, hugs are the one thing that are still, you know, bipartisan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, free and apolitical. A- yeah. A re- you know, I mean, really, if you think about it. Yeah. It's something everybody needs. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So, but I think, you know, it is a, something to talk about as far as when to give and if you feel uncomfortable to give or you feel pressure or you feel like maybe the money's not going to go where you think it is. You know, sometimes yes. when I see homeless people, um, I'm going to talk about this later, but there's so much mental illness with homeless people that it needs to be addressed in the city and there's so much homeless shelter reform that needs to happen. That's something that I want to get involved in because I've known homeless people and they've told me about what happens in the shelters and they're just not safe there. But anyway, um, sometimes I'll look at a homeless person. I'll think, you know, if this guy's a drug addict or an alcoholic and if I give money, maybe he'll hit bottom quicker. But if I withhold the money, maybe he'll get arrested and then he'll hit bottom in prison. It's like, you know, sometimes I'm like trying to figure out what the best thing to do is. Mm -hmm. But I think it's on just like you said, an individual basis. It's when we're moved to give money, you know, when we feel it's appropriate or the right thing to do. And um, I think what matters more is being open to it. And then we'll know when to do it or when we feel as though it's not the right thing to do. And I also think, you know, again, I'm, I'm starting to um, be repetitive with this, but I do think that it comes down to what your intention is and your energy behind it, because you can give time, you can give your energy, you can give your attention span. You know, I would say probably where I'm most, where it's most, where it's the most organic part of my life yeah. is just the idea of going out of, it's not even going out of my way. It's just going the distance Anytime I see the opportunity to, and it's within reason. Yeah. Just because as a human being, I feel a responsibility to other human beings to make their lives easier. And I, that might sound a little righteous and grandiose. And mm. maybe on certain days, it you know it can make you feel better about yourself. It's not my intention. It's, it's just that um, I feel like... Yeah, again, just to, just because we're human beings all sharing this experience on this planet that we should be helping each other as much as possible. Yeah. So recently and because I'm I would say one of my um one of my favorite things to do and probably what I'm you know one of my one of my top traits for people that really know me is is listening and and enjoying it and listening very attentively and loving to hear people's stories you know and even in the last few weeks like I was with um a friend uh we were at like this bar restaurant and we were trying to just like sit down and have a drink and it ended up that there was this 
character, but he ended up that he was a Vietnam vet. And as soon as he said that, we both just sort of intuitively and quietly knew that, you know, this person might need a little extra special loving. And we proceeded to listen to him spout off um, story after story after story with no exchange. There was no real conversation going on. And at the end of it, he just thanked us for listening. Yeah. You know, so and there are times where I don't do that if I'm not in the mood or I walk away or you say, I'm sorry, I've got to go or you know what? I don't feel like talking right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, that's just another act of. I don't say charity, but it's an act of humanity. Yeah. Just to have a human, just to have a real exchange with somebody and and lend them an ear. Right. And look them in the eye and make them feel acknowledged. Yeah. You know, it's one of the greatest things we can do for each other. And I was going to mention the same thing. That, you know, something I tell clients, you know, when they're dealing with people, you know, trying that whole thing about we have two ears and one mouth for a reason because we're supposed to listen twice as much as we speak. <laughs> yeah, and I so, like that. So it's like sometimes just listen to somebody and you'll influence them so much just by giving them that attention and that care. And, you know, ask questions and listen, show interest and listen. You know, that is a great way to give back. One of the reasons why I want to talk about this topic is because I've been feeling so grateful lately. You know, I've had some real dark nights of the soul in my life, and we don't need to get into all the details oh, tonight. Let's. But listen, I went through some really tough times where I needed a lot of support from my tribe just to get through the other side. And so the fact that I'm feeling so light lately and things are coming together professionally and doing the radio show and just, you know, having good dates and enjoying social stuff with friends. And Sunday night, I went to dinner with a new group of friends. I've always wanted this Sunday night dinner club and, you know, met these people and went to dinner on Sunday, which was great. And I'm just feeling so grateful that I remember I read somewhere someone said that the natural result of our of feeling so grateful on the inside is an outpouring of love. It's just naturally it flows right out of us. And so that's why I wanted to talk about giving back because um, even if you're going through a tough time, there's still a way to take a break from yourself mm-hmm. and focus on somebody else doing something, even if it's just mm-hmm. listening. Because that's medicine, actually. Now I'm thinking of two stories we have. Um, do we have a little bit of time before? Oh, okay. Um, two stories of famous people that have been told publicly before, so not, you know. Um, I remember, this is an old story. Um, Sharon Stone used to tell the story, or maybe her sister did, but she, her, she has a sister um, who might have been like decades ago at this point, was going through a very rough time in her life. And Sharon said to her sister, come on, I want to just take you out of the house and bring you somewhere. And she brought her to, I think it was a camp, like where the children that had some sort of special needs. I don't remember all the details. And basically in that moment, it changed her, totally shifted her sister's energy and laid out the work that she would do for like her life's work. Now, I don't know where they are right now in that story, but I just remembered it when you said that. Mm -hmm. And the other one was even, um, you know, Oprah. Um, going through that very tough, tough time when she was taking on the meat community in Texas and going through that whole big lawsuit and everything. Mm. And she talks about one day when she was having a very, very, very dark day and she called her friend Maya Angelou and she was like weeping on a bathroom floor or something to that effect. And Maya Angelou... That's so funny. I called Maya. I wasn't that emotional, (laughs) but I called her as well. (laughs) Everybody should, God rest her soul, everybody wishes they could have called Maya. Right. Um... But um, she just said to her, she said, stop talking, stop complaining and just say thank you in that moment. So the idea, again, of gratitude, it does. It's all circular and it all works and it all, you know, whether you're needing to take and somebody else gives and that fills you up. And, you know, it's just it's just a very big um, circular thing. Well, and and I think that is a real validation of the spiritual path that you're on in a way when you're in the worst pain you've been in Mm -hmm. or the worst fear that you've been in or you're so triggered you're so upset and you still say the universe thank you yeah whatever is going on i may not understand it but thank you for this lesson that i'm learning that's big time growth and whenever I do them, I'm, I'm like pretty proud of myself. <laughs> and, you know, I kind of rock in those moments. Yeah. It's like, you know, all right. I mean, that's like true humility in a way and, and real spiritual growth and self-growth. I think that's awesome when, when you can do that. So is that the divine volunteering giving you like charity? Yeah. 
I'm trying to circle back to our theme. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to see how. Um, yeah, definitely. Well, I think the universe is very charitable. Yeah, I do not, too. not only charitable, but just um, um, it's um, there's it's immeasurable, you know, because I think the universe wants us to have the best lives that we can and give us all the tools and money and people, places and things that we need to make that life and enjoy that life and that way give back to others so that the ripple keeps expanding. Mm -hmm. So with that, were you going to say something? No, I was going to say, I was going to tease our final segment. When we come back, I think we should talk about different ways that um, just some sort of suggestions we can give people in different ways that they can feel like they can give back in ways that are practical and applicable for their lives. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, we're going to talk about that, volunteering. We'll be right back. (laughs) And welcome back, everybody. Rob and I are like, no, you can come back. You come back. No, it's okay. You come back from the break. Anyway, welcome to our final quarter of the Rob and Kelly Show. You're listening to talkradio.nyc. If in our final moments you'd like to call and share any stories that you have about giving, volunteering, charity, um, acts of humanity, please share them with us at 877-480-4120. You know, the other thing, so do you want to, well, we'll talk, we can get into just maybe different ideas. We always like to kind of leave everybody with um, different takeaways and suggestions that sort of come out of what we, what we talk about. You know, one of the opportunities, and to me, I look for, to me, they're opportunities, you know, and I'm just kind of going through my life. I'm looking for, I'm, I'm noticing and mindful of opportunities and little open doors where there might be an opportunity to help. And again, it makes me feel good. There's, I don't think there's a lot that's selfless about giving unless you are of the purest form of a saint or a Mother Teresa type. I know for mm. me, it's not selfless nothing is really right um it might be temporarily but there's always some sense of gratification and fulfillment just like we said earlier because Mm -hmm. it's a full circular thing and the energy gets exchanged between the taker and giver for lack of better words right yeah um but even recently when i was on the road and i met uh, a woman that we were working with had brought her daughter to work and so you know i always love working with kids and this was a, a teenager and um, and I have a special affinity for teenage, you know, girls and, and little, you know, kids. Um, and just the idea of hearing like what they are, what they aspire to and what they're doing with their lives. And so she started to tell me, um, how she is working on becoming a ballerina and she's into modern dance. And then she was talking about her whole process and the amount of pressure she feels to try to figure it all out. And my heart kind of broke because she's 16. And while in that world, you do have to figure out your stuff early. Mm -hmm. I could see the amount of pressure and the amount of headiness that was like she was inflicting on herself Mm -hmm. and so I thought about my neighbor who happens to be a professional ballerina slash choreographer and without her blessing sort of volunteered that I would connect the two of them which has happened now and they've spoken and hopefully it was helpful and you know it felt um, I think for my for my neighbor friend maybe a nice opportunity to just give back and for the young girl hopefully something that was helpful you know came out of it Mm. Um, but I think it's also just about follow through it's about you know again you meet somebody on the street or in your travels and you say yeah I'll let you know or yeah I'll give you my number do it Mm-hmm. Because those kinds of things just connect the web, the human web, as I see in my mind's eye, sort mm-hmm. of a metaphor for how we're all connected. And I think the more we can contribute to fortifying that connection, the better off we all are. Yeah. That yeah. to me is what giving back is. Yeah, definitely. I think that's well said. Um, and I think another form of giving back is volunteering time mm-hmm. and you know making effort to contribute in some way. And even if you don't do that, if you've never done that, there's so many different ways to do it, especially with online websites. And, you know, for elections, when people make calls, they can make calls Mm -hmm. from their home now. There's like a whole list of people they can call right from the computer. All they need is a phone. And it's like um, it's very easy to volunteer these days in so many different ways. I remember when I was younger, I was going through a tough time and somebody helped me and I asked them, what can I do to repay you? And the guy said to me, just pass it on. Yeah. And I've always thought about that. Like, how can I pass it on? You know, how can I pay it forward? That's another way that people have said something like that. And so some of the things that I've done with volunteering, um, you know, I feel like I've done that. I remember one time I went to a singles event. and Just once? 
Yeah, well, this was one of the many first ones I went to in my whole singles event career. I'm working on a whole book about it that no one will want to read. <laughs> I don't even think I'll read it. It's just Listen, called me. Right, you want me to be honest? <laughs> the story I, of me. I haven't listened to the show from last week because I still feel so vulnerable and transparent about what we talked about. Oh, no, it was good. So, it was, yeah, yeah, I, I think told it was you. Right. You yeah. don't have to feel that way, but I understand. So anyway... Um, so what do you call it? Um, volunteering. Yes. Thank you. So volunteering. So I went to this singles event and the event was that we were going to meet up and go to a women's shelter where there are battered women with their children and we were going to read stories to the little kids. And mm. I remember I sat down and right as I sat down, this three-year-old kid came running into my lap, this little boy. And I sat there reading a story to him, and I remember thinking, this kid really needs some male bonding. Like, he really needs, like, some male role model in his life or something, you know, something like a dad figure to him. And I felt kind of honored to just be involved in that way. Um, several years ago, uh, around Christmas time, I didn't have any plans, so I volunteered at a phone bank. It was like a phone hotline, crisis hotline, and that was great to give back. Um, and then this other Christmas, actually, or Christmas Eve this past year, I volunteered at a food bank mm -hmm. and I was serving meals to like homeless people or people that couldn't, who just needed a free meal. And we treat them not on purpose, but, but we treat them like we would anybody, but we treat them with so much respect that some of them could not believe how nice we were being to them because we were treating them like human beings. And it was like all my catering days came into play because I'm like running around with like trays of food and everything. And it was so great to just give back in that way. And it took one afternoon, you know, it wasn't like a huge commitment. So again, it doesn't have to be enormous. It can just be one day out of your life. And there are, is it, um, like I know in New York, is it New York Cares? I think a lot of states, Jersey has it. It's just Jersey Cares or NewJerseyCares.org. I think a lot of states have it where you can do, it's almost just, um, you know, day volunteering. Obviously around the holidays is when a lot of people do it. But these, there's plenty of places that need people's help every day of the year. Yeah. And you can just like access it online. Yeah. Um, I think even like idealist.org might have some section that speaks to volunteers. So if you're looking for something in your community and you can't decide what it is, or you're looking for some inspiration because maybe you feel uncomfortable about certain types of um, activities or certain types of groups of people, you know, there are places where you can actually just look and there's a whole spectrum to, you know, from which to choose. Mm -hmm. um, but again, it can just be as simple as doing it on your own or um, gathering a group of people together and going out and making um, sandwiches on a rainy day and, and handing them out, you know, where they're needed in a neighborhood or um, such endless. I, I would say any, any need you can think of that you have for yourself, there's somebody very, very close to you yeah. that needs it for them. That's a really good point, Callie. That is such a good point to bring up to everybody. Whatever needs you have, there's somebody out there who may not be having that need filled, you know, and it could be basic needs like shelter, food, water, yeah. You know? Yeah. So um, that's like I'm thinking about even uh, a few years ago when I volunteered for a while. For, I forgot all this. You know, now it's just coming back as we're talking about it um, with a food truck. And I'd go out on Tuesday nights all around New York City to the different boroughs. And, you know, they I guess they'd already made the sandwiches. So we were just helping to um, to pass them, you know, to pass them out. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing. Some of the people that were in those lines, people that you would never know from walking by them on the streets. Yeah. You know, there's no stereotypes. There's nobody that fits a bill. Yeah. There's nobody that is above or below needing help every once in a while. Yeah. And I think that a lot, a large lesson that can be learned from this conversation is just the idea of humility yeah. also, you know, again, for all of us, for mm -hmm. us that are in a position to give and then also the humility to be able to receive when you need something. Yeah. And I just want to remind everybody that people that go to food banks like that, they're not all homeless. There are people, again, there are they're older people struggling. right now in the country who worked all their lives and they don't have enough to eat every month on the Social Security that they live on or whatever money they're getting. And so they need places like that to eat. Um, 
you know, one of the things with, you know, the election over and there's so much passion and activism going on. Passion's a nice word to use. Yeah. And there's there's so many meetups going on in Mm -hmm. different ways that people are connecting Mm -hmm. in order to take action and give back or make a difference. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we've been talking about how talk is cheap. It's like, what are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things that I want to do is I do want to get involved in the New York City homeless shelter reform movement or whatever it is, because I met a guy who told me he can't even stay there. And you talk to him and he seems like just a young kid in the city, but he was telling me how it's so unsafe to stay there. They are. And, you know, I don't know what happened. I I guess years ago they let a lot of people out of mental institutions and now they're on the street. And so as far as we need to address mental illness in New York City, we need to address the homeless situation as far as safer homeless shelters where homeless people can actually stay and this is something that you know i want to get involved in to make a difference it's so important and it's not even that homeless uh, that um you know mentally ill people are getting are are being let out of these places is that they don't they're, they're they're not allowing they're not staying in you know because that illness obviously this is a whole other topic and a whole other show for another day right but you know as you know i mean that's a very very difficult um disease to rein in and there's a huge amount of people that do not um ascribe do not commit to taking their meds and they're not that's their you know they run amok basically they go awol and they just they leave right but i think these hospitals i think this happened years ago where in new york state they closed down a lot of mental institutions oh i see what you mean i'm sorry i misunderstood yeah these people they didn't have a place to live and they ended up on the streets yeah i see and so it's a problem that needs to be addressed yeah yes definitely yeah yeah so yeah just there's so many different things to talk about as far as giving back in so many different ways. And we've covered a lot. We really have. And I'm just going to go back to what you say, Callie. It's like, you know, whatever in your life brings you joy, whatever needs you have that are getting met, maybe some of your wants are getting met. Maybe some of your dreams are coming true. You know, I was thinking about today that there's somebody out there who that, that may not be going on for. But I was thinking about today how, um, you know, if you've been going through a tough time, if you've been hanging in there waiting for your dream to manifest, if you've been putting in your spiritual dues and your emotional dues and doing the inner work and, and hoping that it pays off, it's going to pay off. Like you're getting really close. I think I've been feeling it lately. I think you have, I know at the station we have been, there is an energy in the air that is like new and there's a lot of stuff going on. That's really great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just talking to a friend of mine about this last night, actually, cause she was saying the same thing unsolicited that despite what's going on in the macro level where there's so much discordant energy and so many challenges there also seems to be a lot of you know good good stuff happening um you know human to human individually for better or worse and they're probably they're not mutually exclusive of each other everything is connected but i also think it's important again just to really encourage our listeners to look for those opportunities you know take it on as maybe a new i hate to say job but a new responsibility or a new duty to your fellow you know, human beings to look for the opportunities where you could help someone in ways that they might not be asking for. It could be as simple as mentoring someone or repurposing some books that you haven't used that are sitting in your attic or making somebody something or listening to someone or giving, I mean, there's so many forms inviting somebody over for dinner, taking in a family that, you know, has just moved to the name, whatever it is. Right. You know, there's many ways to give. We are all in this together. Right. You have all those immigrants staying at your house, right? Well, actually, I'm thinking about, you're joking with me, but I'm thinking about some um, very dear friends, uh, siblings who are doing just that. They're doing some very powerful work, actually, just on that front. Good, good. And just to remind everybody, you know, just be open to it. And the universe may give you some opportunities for it naturally. So with that, this is the end of another episode of The Robin Callie Show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care, y'all.